Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of Love is Everywhere, the podcast. The show where I give comedians assignments of things that are supposed to make you happier, and then I interview them about it, and we find out how it went. Uh, today's guest is one of my nearest and dearest friends, Marissa Bettino. So happy to have her on today, and we had such a lovely warm special conversation um basically this is just like a sampling of how we always talk to each other so <laughs> please enjoy this peek into uh my general friendship with marissa uh, if you want to support her work she hosts her own podcast uh that also circles around mental health uh very good i've been a guest on that podcast before go check that out it's called sad in the city and you can find it wherever you're getting your podcasts these days probably wherever you found this one um while you're finding podcasts please remember to uh rate and subscribe to our podcast i don't think i've ever told you to do that before but that's a useful thing for people to do with podcasts um if you want to support the live show love is everywhere uh we're at comedy bar in toronto on the third sunday of every month so find tickets for that on comedybar.ca um, and in the meantime, please enjoy this mushy and squishy conversation with my good friend, Marissa Bettino. Marissa Bettino. Hi, Tracy Hamilton. How are you? We start with an honest how are you, so answer honestly. I know. It's funny because I've been listening to your podcast a oh, lot. sweet. So I was on the street right over. I was like anticipating what my answer would be to this question, <laughs> but also trying to tell myself like, you know, your answer could change in the next 10 minutes and just mm -hmm. try to like be genuine and live in the moment. But that, do you want like the small picture or big picture answer? Um, Big picture. I'm really good. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm great. This has been like the longest period of time I've gone without having a depressive episode. That's amazing, Marissa. That's like, huge. As long as like since I was a teenager. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't feel incredible all the time. No, that's not what that means. No. I, yeah. Thank you for that. But like as somebody <laughs> who has had depressive episodes like recurrently. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's so huge. I feel I'm really enjoying life right now Um, in a period of kind of self-discovery and um i'm having a good time and i'm really just enjoying the simple things like hanging out with my cat and mm -hmm. you know dating a really cool girl and mm -hmm. trying to um get as much fulfillment as i can out of my job and i just feel nice oh that's wonderful. how are you doing i am doing very well yes. as well <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah Yes. We giggle because we talked on the phone about it for yes, we a did. long time. For a long the other time. <laughs> but no, things are really excellent. Good. Yeah. Things are really excellent right now. Yeah. I feel very good. And I think they're going to be that way for a while. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah. I'm Look in at a, us. I'm in a good spot. And so are you. Yeah. It's so funny because I feel like usually when we hang out, it's because one of us is like, oh, I could really use some love right mm -hmm. now. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's nice to have a conversation where we're both just like, well, I'm swell. Yeah. We're just meeting in a high place. <laughs> yeah, Isn't that nice? That's so nice. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so your assignment, the category that you picked was connection with others. Yes. And the assignment that I gave you was that you had to write a thank you letter. Yes. How did that go? It was really great. Um, I love writing letters to people and cards to people. And I love expressing gratitude to people. So uh, it was a really nice assignment to have. Mm -hmm. And the person that I chose to write the letter to is 
wholly deserving of my thanks and my gratitude. So that was a really nice exercise for me. In, in it was very cathartic, mm-hmm. um, and very. I cried multiple times when writing the letter, just yeah. thinking about how lucky I am to have this person in my life. Who'd you write it to? I wrote it to my little brother Timothy. I thought you would. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He. Uh, I actually. I wrote him the letter. The letter, and I asked if I would be if it if he would mind if I shared some of it or all of it mm-hmm. on the podcast because I told him that I did it in part because. I, it's something I've been thinking about doing for a long time and in part because it was an assignment that I had for this podcast that he knew that I was doing mm-hmm. and he said that I'm welcome to share it. Oh, if, good. Yes, I so, would love to. I would do you want to hear it? Yes, very much. Okay. Let me pull it up on the old telephone. It is so nice to have like an excuse or an opportunity to thank somebody that you have been wanting to mm-hmm. thank. Totally. Well, it's funny because at first I was like, who should I write this letter to? There are so many people that I could write this letter to. And, mm. and I was getting kind of in my head about it, as I do about all yeah, things. About all things all the time. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, I could I could write it to someone who had made my life more complicated or difficult mm-hmm. and really use that as an excuse to to find the positives in that. Or I could use it to someone who's... I like who's, that approach as well. Yeah, or it's like I could use it to someone who's not really in my life anymore, but who I miss and Mm -hmm. as an opportunity to reconnect with them. Mm -hmm. But then the weekend that I had last weekend, my little brother was my absolute hero. I had a colonoscopy and endoscopy last weekend. Mm -hmm. And uh, he came to town, rented a car, drove me to and from the procedure, bought me groceries, bought me cat litter, bought me gift cards, sat with me while I moaned and groaned on the couch and nearly lost the will to live Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i was like oh obviously tim is the perfect choice okay you want me to read it yeah 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 um dear timothy hello it is i marissa i'm writing to you for two reasons one it is your birthday it was his birthday on thursday on halloween Mm -hmm. gay christmas um (laughs) two i have an assignment as you may remember me telling you i'm doing my friend tracy's podcast on sunday a podcast where she gives people homework assignments and they have to complete the assignments before the recording and then discuss the process for completing the assignment on the podcast. Blah, blah, blah. Things that the listeners already know about the podcast assignment. <laughs> I said, I spent a few hours trying to think of whom I would write the letter. Harvey, my depression, someone who broke my heart, an evil patient who traumatized me, mom, dad. And then I realized, duh, Timothy, my hero and one of the best friends I've ever had. Um, I'm sitting here on my couch listening to the acoustic side of a Foo Fighters album, listening, trying to think of what to say and on the eve of your 27th birthday after all the kindness and support you showed me last weekend. Now I'm crying and I haven't even said anything yet. Perfect. <laughs> I try to think of the exact moment we became close and I can't. I wish I could. I've envied you your whole life. First, because you were a baby when I was no longer one and everyone wanted to hold you instead of me. Rude. (laughs) Then because you were exceptionally cute during a time during which I entered an awkward phase of a thousand mullets. (laughs) Then because you were wildly empathetic and mature at a young age. I always tell friends the story of how mom, dad, Thomas, my other brother and I got in a big fight when Tim was little. And Tim went on the computer and made us all cards on Microsoft Paint that said, I love you on the front. Mm. And I'm here if you need to talk on the inside. A child did this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then because you were very smart and had a magnificent group of friends in high school and were on student council 
and look magnificent in drag as the nurse in Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> then you went to university, which I couldn't do. Then you lived in that house with all those cool people. Now you live in a next level dreamy apartment and you make a good living managing people with your heart and your head and your best friends are the coolest and most beautiful. Now I'm crying again. Jeez Louise. <laughs> I have a good reason to envy you, but because I love you so much and I'm so grateful to be your sister and friend, the envy doesn't come out green. It comes out whatever color pride is. Someone told me a couple years ago, typo, <laughs> that <laughs> instead of saying I'm sorry for certain things, we should practice saying thank you instead. For example, instead of saying, I'm sorry, I'm so sad, try, thank you for sitting with me even in my sadness. Often in the last few years, I have wanted to apologize for, to you for needing so much of your help with so many things, but instead I will try to say thank you. This past weekend, you went above and beyond for me and I couldn't be more grateful. Thank you for coming to town to take me to and from my procedure and for sitting with me late into the night as I did that foul prep. Thank you for bringing me straws. Thank you for making me go on little walks after we got home from the procedure. Thank you for renting a car to come drive me. And thank you so, so much for surprising me with groceries and cat litter, my dreaded enemy to carry home, and paper towels and toilet paper and gift cards. My instinct is to say, I'm sorry I need so many things, but instead I will say thank you for caring for me in so many different ways. Thank you for letting me come visit you often and to, and singing along to Fleetwood Mac with me and finding me and taking me to the park to hang with Ollie, Ollie and Breen. Visiting you always makes me feel better. Thank you and Caitlin for bringing me to Dear Evan Hansen for my birth this, this birthday this year and bringing me to We Will Rock You next year. Spending time together is the best birthday present. Thank you for orchestrating getting Hamilton tickets this week with Thomas. We're going to Hamilton <gasps> again. Uh, I cannot wait to see Hamilton again with you. Thank you for going to New York City with me to see Hamilton when you didn't know any of the music. Thank you for trusting me when I said, I'm about to change your life. That's a <laughs> Hamilton reference. <laughs> I am grateful that we both wanted to go to sleep and relax and eat and have a chill time in the craziest city. Thank you for sitting on a bus with me for 12 hours each way and forgiving me for making you do that. Thank you for lending me money when I need it and erasing my debts to you when you are rich. Thank you for creating those financial spreadsheets for me. Thank you for the way you reacted when I came out to you as not straight. I love being a queer Lynn with you. It means a lot to me. Thank you for road trips. One of my favorite things in life is being in a car trip with you. Um, Nono's death, death this year was hard, but getting to spend all that time with you and our family was a blessing. Thank you for the times you have come to Toronto to help me get shit done, for helping me take apart my old dresser, for putting together my bed frame, for bringing me groceries and recipes, for coming to my rescue so many times when I was too depressed to function. Thank you for never making me feel bad about my mental illness. Thank you for being gentle with me and always knowing the right questions to ask and seemingly not judging me. It means more than you could possibly know. Thank you for calling me out in a slightly joking way so that there's at least a goddamn edge to this relationship sometimes. <laughs> Bunch of softies these two are. And thank you for being a friend. Golden Girls voice. <laughs> and thank you for introducing me to Parenthood and for giving me entire episode play-by-plays of Grey's Anatomy. Um, thank you for coming to Toronto to see Marvel movies with me or seeing them with me in Waterloo. Doing that's very special to me. Okay, that's enough, I think. Nope, one more. Thank you for being such a good uncle to my cat. Happy twenty seventh birthday, not so kiddo anymore. I'm looking forward to seeing what life brings you this year because it's gonna be good and you deserve all the good stuff. Couldn't love you more, Marissa. 
Marissa, that was beautiful. It was very long. When I started reading it out loud, I was like, this is too long to read on a podcast. That's so funny because while you were reading it, I was like, I can see her feeling like this is too long to read on a podcast, but it's not. I was like, talk faster, talk faster. You're talking too fast. <laughs> no, it was perfect. <laughs> Thanks for letting me read that. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah. I'm glad that Tim said that I could share it because I w- wasn't sure if he would let me. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you, Tim. Thanks, Tim. You're the best. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> yeah. So it was really cathartic. I, uh, I'm i a big believer in telling people what they mean to you. Yes. And as often as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite, uh, I work at a medical clinic and we're very heavy in technology and my favorite communication channel that we have is called compliments and chit chat. Mm -hmm. So it's a place where we go to make small talk with about anything big and small, big and small talk and, uh, to compliment each other when people do awesome things. And I'm like, for sure, the most active member on the channel, because anytime anyone does anything, I'm like, so and so did this. And everyone's Mm -hmm. like, that's cool. Marissa, you should do some work now. (laughs) So it's a good way to be, though. Yeah, it makes me feel good. Yeah, exactly. To make other people feel good. Right. And that's just like that's a universal truth. That's like in the whole science of happiness realm and stuff. Yeah. That's one of the things that is most effective in boosting your levels of happiness. Yeah. Is uh, things like gratitude uh, and being of service to others, mm-hmm. um, which expressing your gratitude for others is kind of a way of doing both of those things, right? Totally. And it, like, I don't know, I feel like we can get kind of in our head a lot of the time thinking like, I don't know, feeling like it would be awkward to tell this person what they mean to me or uh, we're afraid of like putting ourselves out there in that way. Mm-hmm. I think that's a thing for a lot of people. Definitely. That they're afraid of making themselves vulnerable in a way by letting on how much they actually care about somebody. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, no one's ever disappointed to have heard that from you. No. No one is ever like, how dare you tell me why I am special and important to you? Rude. Rude. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I think is that people because we are raised to be humble, mm-hmm. almost everyone I know has an impossible time accepting compliments. Yes. Right? So uh, I think that's where some of the apprehension comes from, knowing that we're going to create an awkward moment. Yeah. Because that person's going to be like, oh, stop it. Or, yeah. oh, no, you're wrong. Deflect or, it. Oh, no, mm-hmm. you are. Whatever. It's That's one of the things I love about your podcast is that you do a genuine compliment. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so funny to listen to people be like, uh. You don't even know. I enjoy watching <laughs> the different reactions when I introduce that again yeah. so much. Um, I was trying to think um, this week about the origin of our friendship. And about the exact time when we became friends. Cause I remember the general mm. time, mm. but do you remember how, do you remember the first time that we actually became friends? I remember the first time that I ever saw slash met you. Um, but that wouldn't have been the moment that we became friends. I'm not sure. So I did a bit of internet creeping. <gasps> What'd you find? I found so I deactivated my Facebook, but I knew that we had either messaged on Instagram or messaged on mm-hmm. on Facebook Messenger. And so there was a Christmas like three years ago, maybe, where I posted saying, you know, Christmas can be hard for people if you're having a hard time. Send me a message and I'll tell you something I like about you. Mm-hmm. And you messaged me saying mm-hmm. I'm having a a sad Christmas. Yeah. And so I messaged you saying. 
we don't really know each other well, but I think you're really cool. And I think you're really funny and beautiful and smart. And I'm sorry that you're going through a hard time. And if you ever need a friend, I would be happy to be your friend. Mm. And then you were like, yes, let's <laughs> totally be friends. <laughs> and it's funny because some people might think that's a really weird way to make a friend. <laughs> but I think it's a really effective way to make a friend as an adult is to just be like, hey, Sorry if this is weird. I think you're super cool and mm. I'd love to be your friend if you're interested. And all of my best friends now have come from like this approach <laughs> where I've just been like, I'm going to make that person my friend. I feel like that's a hot tip. Yeah. It, it is hard to make friends as an adult. Yeah. It's really hard. You don't and get you, forced into social situations like you do when you're growing up. No. And then you have to invite people into your life on purpose. Totally. Well, especially in comedy where we're all trying to figure out, you know, everyone is kind of um, sucking up to the successful people mm -hmm. and not in a necessarily a gross way but just in a necessary way you're mm -hmm. kind to the people who are doing well and then when you and i were both new at the same time it was kind of like we were nobodies yeah and what you know what i mean like we were kind to each other because we're kind people yeah but i was like i want i think that person's cool and i want to befriend that person and i think in comedy especially you know if you message someone and you're like i i think you're dope i would love to hang out with you most people are going to be like, oh, my God, I was afraid everyone hated me. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's not even a comedian specific thing. I feel like that's just how most people are walking around the world. Yeah. Is thinking like that nobody's noticing them. Yeah. And that nobody's paying attention and recognizing mm -hmm. who they who they are. So having a message like that from anybody is just really special. Yeah. I do remember like the first time that we ever hung out having it be one of those like rare moments uh when you make a new friend and you're just like oh yeah <laughs> when we went to bloomers yeah where yeah. it was just like yeah we're gonna be friends <laughs> like we're on friends. the same page yes we <laughs> speak the same language there was like, no small talk no it was like what'd you do today it was like, just like right into it yeah and then like mm -hmm. it was sharing our souls yes and that's, it. like, we've just continued that through our whole friendship. How long have we been friends now? I guess, like, three years now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm so glad I messaged you on my sad Christmas. I know. I'm <laughs> sorry you had a sad Christmas, but I'm glad you reached out. <laughs> Me too. Otherwise, I would have just been like, no, she's too cool to be my friend. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> um. What was I going to say? I don't know. It's your podcast. You say things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I have my own podcast, so I'm used to like when there's like a natural end to a conversation. I'm like, Keep it well, going. better bring yeah. up the next subject. Question. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is one thing that I just love about you in general is that you are good at expressing your gratitude for other people. Um, and it, like you aren't afraid of that like some people are and it's a good way to be it's an admirable quality mm. that i admire in you thank you um have you always been like that or is that something that you sort of developed later on so i think back to the the origins of practicing that would come from two places um more recently i, I worked at starbucks from the time i was 18 until I was 28 mm -hmm. worked my way up from barista to manager and you know you worked at Starbucks mm -hmm. at Starbucks you have what are called green apron cards mm -hmm. 
and there are little cards that you can give to your coworkers or post in the back room saying, you did this. This was great. Thank you for doing this. And when I was, uh, a, I've, I've kept every meaningful one that everyone's ever given to me. Mm-hmm. I have dozens and dozens of them. And I made it a mission when I was a supervisor and an assistant manager and a manager. I had a quota, like a self-imposed quota mm-hmm. that I would have to meet every day or every week so when i was a manager i would actually try to write one for like on a specific day write run for everyone that i had worked with Mm -hmm. on the day and it was a good exercise for me because it made me even the people that were more difficult to work with practice gratitude for them as well exactly and it forced me to find positive things about them and then really notice those things Um, But when I was in high school, uh, from grades 9 to 12, I went to leadership camp, and we had what we called warm fuzzies. Oh, yeah, we did warm fuzzies at my camp. I have most of my warm fuzzies still. Mm -hmm. They're the best. So basically, you would write, uh, everyone would have a little bag with their name on it, and you would be encouraged to write warm fuzzies for everyone, even the people that you didn't really know at all. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was a really cool exercise in finding the good in people as well. Like the shy kid, you'd be like, what can I write about the shy kid? (laughs) And then you try to think of like, oh, they did this during this activity and that was really cool. Or they have a really cool singing voice or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Right. So I think warm fuzzies and green apron cards made me really get into the practice of finding the positive in people. And then expressing it it to them. Yeah. And some people don't like that. Some people don't like receiving recognition that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just like, I'm, okay. <laughs> unless you tell me to stop, I'm going to do it anyways. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Also, I feel like that's just the the nature of what we already talked about, about people being resistant to taking compliments. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, the thing is, too, is like if you're expressing gratitude to somebody and you're telling them why they're special or important to you and they are squirming and deflecting and kind of brushing off the compliment don't stop doing it um just because that's the way that they respond to it in the moment doesn't mean that they aren't going back to that compliment maybe often Mm -hmm. and thinking about that yeah uh after the fact right like maybe they are maybe the that's just the way they process things they aren't able to absorb it in the moment while you're telling it to them but maybe they will be able to absorb it later when they're on their own Mm -hmm. and maybe that'll be something you never know what people are going through. You, you never, never know. know what people are going to hold on to and find meaningful, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's really interesting. And um, I I definitely value the type of people, like every, I, every time I move, I have a really hard time because I have so many letters and notes that I've held on to. I'm because, a sentimental person like that, yeah, too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> just boxes and boxes yeah, and stuff. huge Tupperware containers. Mm. And every time someone writes me a, a letter or a card saying, thank you for this, you did this, or it's your birthday and you're so great, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'll never throw this out. <laughs> this is my meaning of life. Yeah. Oh, boy. But I don't know. I like it. I know how much it's meant to me when people took time to to give me a genuine compliment or to express to me why I was valuable to Mm -hmm. them. And like, you also, you don't know regardless of 
how a person seems, like what they're going through mm-hmm. at that time too. Um, and so I think about that sometimes of like, maybe they really needed that as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got that to them at a time when it was like most meaningful, most useful to them. Yeah. Um, but it also like to take it off of the other person, it boosts your own happiness. Oh yeah. Right. Because it's just it's gratitude practice and it's connection with others. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, both of those things are so useful. Mm-hmm. Just being grateful, taking a moment, like even like if you are d- uncomfortable voicing your affection for other people and uh, you're n- not as like warm and fuzzy uh, with everybody as <laughs> As me and Marissa are. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, shut up, you guys. <laughs> you bunch of saps. But even if you're maybe not ready to, like, say out loud to a person how you feel about them and thank them the way that Marissa has with her brother, you can still write a letter like that without sending it, and mm-hmm. it will still be useful. Mm-hmm. Um, like, even just taking time to reflect on and appreciate the quality of people that you have in your life. Um, and practicing gratitude is very useful. Yeah. So even if you don't work up the nerve to actually share it with the person, mm. um, I mean, I hope that you would because it's just so much better when you do. Yeah. <laughs> but-, <laughs> but if for some reason you can't, you know, if they're not alive anymore or they're mm-hmm. not in your life anymore or it would be inappropriate for you to share it with them. Yeah. I really in- liked and appreciated that you gave me the option of not sending mm-hmm. or sharing the letter. Yep. Um, because that really opened up the possibility of who that I could Absolutely. write it to. Yeah, it broadens the the different kinds of people that you could write it to and about, mm-hmm. right? I just remembered when I was at leadership camp in high school, we actually had an exercise one day where we were sent to go off on our own and write a thank you letter to someone. And again, we could choose whether or not we gave mm-hmm. it to them. And I wrote it to my high school English teacher who was the first person who pointed out to my parents that I might be dealing with depression. Mm -hmm. And that kind of changed my life because it changed the way that my parents dealt with me. And it changed it. It started a very long, very slow journey of how I identified with myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you share it with your teacher? I did. I gave it to his wife to give to him. He was actually on mental health leave at Mm -hmm. the time. And uh, he never replied to it, but I didn't, I didn't need a reply. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. that he, that really meant a lot to him. Yeah. So uh, when you were thinking about who to send this to and before you had picked Tim, um, let's circle back to the different options of kinds of people that you had. Yeah. That you could have sent this to. So I, th- I, my mind immediately went to thanking people who had broken my heart. Yeah. And and trying to spin it in a positive way of thank you for the things that you taught me mm-hmm. and thank you for teaching me the things I would and would not accept from people in the mm-hmm. future. This is something that I've been trying to do recently is like practicing gratitude in unlikely places, mm-hmm. right? Or for unlikely things. So like I come back to it a lot with my body, mm-hmm. right? Because I have a chronic illness and, and stuff. It's very difficult sometimes for me to practice gratitude for my body when it keeps letting me down objectively. Yeah. Um, so I've been working on that of like practicing gratitude in unlikely places um, with my health stuff. Um, and then also for like past people, past circumstances and stuff. I don't know if you listened to the episode with Andrew Lazat. I did. Yeah. That uh, 
talking about like forgiving people from your past and mm -hmm. stuff like that the next step i think logically from that would be practicing gratitude for yes directly not just forgiving and accepting that those things happen and that it's okay mm -hmm. um but practicing gratitude for having all of those things happen in the first place mm -hmm. um and finding what they have added to your life currently it's mm -hmm. been something i've been thinking about a lot because there's always a lesson yeah even though it might take you a long, long, mm. long time mm. to learn it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. There's some people in some circumstances that will probably take longer than others. Um, for sure. For me to get to, for sure. Um, but uh, it's a, yeah, I don't know. It's a good practice. And uh, it's been useful for me in kind of like letting go of some like angst and mm -hmm. And frustration. And I think we talk when we talk about letting go and we talk about forgiving people and being experiencing gratitude for people, it's it comes in waves, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can one day you can be experiencing gratitude for the way someone mistreated you and the lessons they taught you. And the next day you have to forgive them all over again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's not like a one time thing where you're like, oh, I forgive this person and now it's the box is closed. No, it's, and I'll never have to deal with it. It's not again. like that. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a process. Yeah. And it's an up and down kind of thing. And I think it, when you accept that and realize that and realize you're not broken and mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with you for that, it's just very human. Yeah. The more you can tolerate the days where you don't have it in you to forgive again. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just like it's it's the way that we've been taught to sort of see forgiveness, that it's like somebody says, I'm sorry. And the other person says, I accept your apology. And then you move on. Mm hmm. Um, and you don't revisit and you don't go back to it because you already agreed to forgiving them. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> You signed the forgiveness contract. Yes. So now you cannot have any <laughs> bad feelings about that situation at all. Or you're broken and there's or something wrong with you. Yeah. 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 I was reading something the other day about uh, about how a good forgiveness involves uh, accepting responsibility for your actions. Mm hmm and a genuine apology, not just like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. Oh, man, those cop-out apologies. Yeah. Where, <laughs> where they're not actually apologizing for what they did. They're apologizing for what you feel. Yeah. I'm sorry like, that... I'm sorry if you took what I said that way. Yeah. Like... Sorry if you were offended when I called yeah. you a jerk. Exactly. <laughs> That's on you, though. <laughs> like, that's not how apologies work. Yeah. But also, like, and we talked about this a little on the one with Andrew, but, um, yeah, you you can forgive people that you never got an apology from. Which is so hard. So hard. <laughs> oh. It's so hard. Or to forgive someone when they've given you a poor apology. Yeah. Is almost as hard as no apology, I yes. think. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Or like, yeah, I feel, I feel as though, oh, here's one thing. Was it you who told me this? I don't know. Or was it an exercise in a book that I read? <laughs> uh, I the can't Tracy remember. Hamilton story. <laughs> <laughs> was it you or a book? Um, to, to write a letter giving yourself the apology you never got from someone. 
you know what? I'm having the same thing where I'm like, that does sound like me. <laughs> like, that really sounds like something that I would tell you to do. It may or may not have been me. I don't even know. I don't know. I mean, I told my therapist about this idea and mm. she was like, oh, that's such a good yeah. one. And I was like, yeah, I'm teaching you now. <laughs> You're welcome. Do I get a discount for this session? <laughs> um, that is a good one, though. I think therapy has also made me a lot uh, better at practicing gratitude. Oh, therapy's great. And oh, and because <laughs> what's the your therapist's whole, first name? Deirdre. Deirdre. Deirdre is the bomb. Shout out to Deirdre. Deirdre is the best. You know what? The whole reason why I chose the category of connection to others mm-hmm. was because when I read the options that you gave me, my therapist is constantly saying to me, "You need to recognize and understand." how important to you your close connections are Mm -hmm. and you need to kind of like leverage them in not a manipulative way no no but um but like lean on the people who want you to lean on them exactly yeah yeah like she knows you by name (laughs) Nice. (laughs) my friend tracy um she knows you by name and and she'll say you know when when you go out for lunch with steve you always feel better and when you go Mm -hmm. out for coffee with tracy you feel better and when tim comes to visit you you feel better and your depression doesn't go away but Mm -hmm. it makes it easier to deal with yes yes i i don't know i think um uh I've suffered with this too. Is like feeling like a burden mm-hmm. is a hard thing. And when you're in a depressive state and you're in a position where you feel like you are asking for a lot of help or need a lot of help, mm-hmm. and you start to feel bad and sorry, yes, and like a burden, mm-hmm. right? And you don't realize how much that is not how you're being perceived. Yeah. Like, truly, Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, like, like a year and a half ago, I went through a whole thing where, like, I had to lean on a lot of people and I had to ask for a lot of help. Mm -hmm. I, like, got out of a bad relationship, um, had to, like, move out of my apartment in, like, 12 hours. So I had to get people to help with that. I had, like, many things that came after that required a lot of, like, um, tangible help and, like, emotional Mm -hmm. support and help from the people around me. And um, God, I wish I wish that I could remember which friend it was who even said this to me. Um, but I, I was talking to them about like, oh, I feel bad and guilty and needy that like I've required so much help from other people. And they said to me like, you don't realize like, we're all just happy to have an opportunity to help you. Like, Mm -hmm. we're not happy that you're going through this, but you are an important friend to us and we are happy for the opportunity to lend you help. Yes. So please don't deprive us of the opportunity to help Mm -hmm. you by not asking for help. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's something for you to keep in mind that like you are a very special friend and a dear person uh, to everybody whose life you're in. And if you need help, we want to know so that we can be there to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like for the listeners, that's a, a good thing to take away, too. It's like, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, we like your people, your 
friends, your family will be so much happier that you felt comfortable enough to ask for help. Yeah. That you um, felt secure enough in your relationship to lean on that person. Mm -hmm. They're not going to fault you for it. And if they are, that's really not a person to keep around, (laughs) to be honest. Like, that was a real cementing thing for me in that period. Um, a couple of years ago was that it was like, uh, I, I didn't have a lot of people who were like, uh, that I lost or had to cut out or anything like that. But I did, did really cement for me, like the people who are truly here for me and uh, the friendships that I like that really deserve nurturing, um, and uh, like the people to keep around. Mm hmm. That's so true. And I was talking to my really good friend, Lisa. Lisa has become one of my best friends this year. We were talking at work uh, on Friday about how how much of an honor it is when someone accepts your help. Mm-hmm. Um, when someone trusts you enough and mm-hmm. feels safe enough with you to accept help from you. Yeah. Lisa make, makes me lunch. Um, she That's so sweet. And brings me lunch to work sometimes. Yeah. Or she br- took me out to lunch the other day because I'm super broke right now. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and for most people, I would be like, no, 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 absolutely not. But with Lisa, I feel safe enough and I trust her mm-hmm. enough to know that she's not going to throw that in my face ever. Yeah. And that I'm always going to have something to offer her in return. Mm-hmm. That's a special thing. Yeah. And a special person to have. Yeah. It is just the worst thing in the world when someone offers you a lot of help and then gets mad at you for having accepted their help. Yeah. I have had people like that. And you're like, <laughs> like what? Yeah. You, uh, you. <laughs> but this was your whole idea. <laughs> and now you're like giving me an emotional invoice for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what That's a really this? good way of putting it. <laughs> emotional invoice. I like that. But I struggle with that huge with my little brother. He helps mm-hmm. me so much with so many things in so many different ways. And the I, I I have to work really hard not to feel really guilty about it. Mm-hmm. And I have to, I've said to him before, like, if I'm asking you for things that you can't give me, I want you to tell me that. That's the other thing is that, like, a really important part of this equation is that everybody just get on the same page mm-hmm. about don't give more than you can. Mm-hmm. Um have like have enough respect for yourself and for the other person to say no when you have to mm-hmm. so that the other person knows that you will say no when you have to totally because that will keep you from like if you know that the person that you're asking for help will tell you no if they aren't able to provide that mm-hmm. without it being like too cumbersome for them mm-hmm. then you can trust that you can ask them for help without feeling guilty yes Because you know that if it were a a kind of help that you should feel guilty for, they're going to tell you. Mm -hmm. I would also like to say, think of help in very broad terms. Yes. Like you, I came with you to do your laundry once at the laundromat. Yes. And that was like, for me, that was the only help that I could offer. It was because I didn't have any money, but I was like, hey, do you have anything you need to do that? You mm-hmm. need, like, can I give you my man labor, like my man hours? Mm-hmm. And you were like, I got a lot of laundry to carry. And mm-hmm. I was like, I can carry laundry and I can hang out with you and it'll be less awful because yeah. you'll have a friend. Right. And like we think of help as like lending money or like doing mm-hmm. something really huge, going above and beyond. It can be something like saying to a friend, I'll sit you, with you in the laundromat. I'll sit with you in the laundromat or or I'll come to your house and 
talk to you while you clean if you Mm -hmm. won't let me help you clean Mm -hmm. or you know help can be so many things and and i think learning how to offer help and how to accept help is one of the best parts of getting older yes and a, a hard thing to do um and something that requires practice um, but so worthwhile. That day at the laundromat is like a cherished memory in yeah. our friendship for me. It was fun. You gave me a shirt. I did give you a shirt. <laughs> I wear it to sleep sometimes. That's nice. It's a very soft shirt. Super soft. It's so soft. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's definitely uh, what I wrote in the letter to Tim, the thing about instead of saying sorry, learning to say thank you. You told me that a long time ago, and I go back to that all the time and i and i share it with other people yeah. i think that's such a beautiful thing it's huge saying thank you instead of saying i'm sorry yeah coming at things from a place of gratitude instead of a place of guilt mm-hmm. because when you say i'm sorry that you had to come all this way and help me you feel worse yeah because you're um you're participating in your own shame yeah and right you instead say, of having gratitude for the person in front of you mm-hmm. And when you say thank you for coming all this way to help me, mm-hmm. it feels it just feels lighter. It doesn't yeah. feel as heavy. Yes. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> so many feelings. <laughs> yeah, but I'm definitely I feel uh, speaking of like connection with others and 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 saying thank you. I feel very. Um, I feel very lucky to have a friend like you um where you just understand me you know i just there's never anything that i've told you that you've been like that's weird (laughs) same you've never made me feel weird or like same 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 i never walk away from you feeling like oh wish i'd stayed home no i'm always like i feel better now never ever (laughs) and you're one of those friends who i know that i can tell you absolutely anything and you will have no judgment at all yeah even I remember <clears throat> one of the first times that we ha- hung out, maybe even the first time that we hung out, um, you said, you were like, just know if you ever have to cancel plans because of your health stuff, I will never be mad. Mm-hmm. You were like, just as a blanket for our whole friendship going forward, just know that if forever, for any reason, like you can't do something, I will never be mad at you. Yeah. Um, and that was just such a beautiful thing to tell a person. And we've just had that understanding between us as well. Yeah. That like you have your health stuff. I have my health stuff, like whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever reason, if we're unable to do it, there is no judgment mm-hmm. in can- having to cancel plans. Totally. I canceled on you on the way to you once. <laughs> and I was like. I got to go to work now. And um, and I was like, with anyone else, I'd be like, they're going to hate me and they're not going to get it. But I was like, <laughs> just, I will always get it. Yeah. I wasn't worried at all. <laughs> I still felt bad because I would much have rather hung out with you than gone to work. But but yeah, I, lo- I just love that as a general rule for a friendship. Yeah. I'm just like, I get you, you get me. Like, let's just trust that we're here for each other yeah. and just never be mad. I also think about like... um the way that we fight like in friendships or in romantic relationships that really if it's a if it's a healthy relationship between you and that person 
um, then presumably neither of you would ever hurt the other person on purpose, purpose. Yeah. right? So if that's true, if we accept that that is true, that neither of you are ever trying to hurt each other on purpose, then that means that anything that happens that causes discomfort or hurt must naturally be a misunderstanding or a miscommunication. Totally. So coming at it from a place of, can we talk about this possible misunderstanding, miscommunication? Um, I'm not angry, mm-hmm. right? I just want clarification. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that you're not allowed to be hurt by things that weren't meant to hurt you. That's a totally separate topic that I could go off on a long tangent about. <laughs> but <laughs> about intentions versus actions and the whole thing. But uh, in, in relationships that you want to nurture and grow, I think uh, it's a good place to come at conflict. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that. I've been dating someone uh, new for a couple of months and mm-hmm. she's really cool. And we had to reschedule a bunch of times in a row because life happened. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder if she's not into this anymore. And then she sent me a big long message saying, I just want you to know that I do want to see you. And this happened and this happened and this mm-hmm. happened. And those were all isolated events. Yeah. I really do want to see you and I'm looking forward to seeing you. And for me, the biggest thing was that I just knew that. Yeah. Because some you can cancel on me a hundred times. And if I know that you really do want to see me and you mean it when you say it, mm-hmm. I'm not worried. I don't need to see you every day. I don't need yep. to see you every week. I can I have a perfectly fulfilling life. I can get by mm-hmm. doing my own thing. But uh commu- communicating like that is hard because we're not used to doing it. Yeah. I think also like you don't realize until you you do it how freeing it is to just express your anxieties and concerns openly mm-hmm. right like for her to send that message is very that's an indicator of somebody who's very healthy mm-hmm. um in themselves that they're able to be like hey like i'm feeling anxiety that you might be worried about me canceling on you so many times and i just want to express to you clearly that this is actually how i feel mm-hmm. that's the way to to do everything yeah like the people that i feel the most comfortable around are people who will just tell me when they're feeling anxious yeah um or like because i am just a ball of nerves all the time um even when i don't seem that way um so it's it's so comforting (laughs) when somebody else is like hey i feel anxious or like Ooh, I said that thing just now and I actually meant something else and now I realize that it sounds really awkward the way that I phrased it and, and then I'm like uh, and I'm going to be the thinking best. about it all day you're the for best. the rest of my life yeah <laughs> yeah well it's so funny because I never I think about how 10 years ago if if you had been like hey do you want to sit down and do my podcast and talk about your connections with people and mm-hmm. your relationships and your feelings I'd be like don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> I'd be like, what is wrong with you? No, I'm not going to do that. And so I don't know. I feel like people might listen to your podcast sometimes and think, how do I, how do I get there? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I get to the place where I, I can do something like an assignment like that and then like speak about it. And, uh, Therapy, bro. Oh, <laughs> therapy. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> yeah. Cannot recommend therapy enough. Yeah. Um, but if you, for whatever reason, have obstacles in the way between you and therapy, um, or for some reason just don't really think it's for you, uh, you're wrong. 
it is for you. It's for everybody. You're but incorrect. You're incorrect. And <laughs> therapy is great and you should do it anyway. But <laughs> but if for whatever reason you can't, um, you can incorporate little practices like things like writing thank you letters, mm-hmm. uh, expressing your anxiety when you're feeling it in the moment mm-hmm. instead of just dwelling on it and letting it run circles in your brain all day. Um, telling other people that you care about them. Mm-hmm. Um, forgiving people who have hurt you. All of these things are things that you can stockpile for yourself and try to do on the regular. Can I sh- share a couple of practical resources that I found of really uh, helpful? I did this program called Bounce Back Ontario. It's bouncebackontario.ca. And it's a program where they'll mail you cognitive, behavior- cognitive behavioral therapy workbooks. Couldn't say that at all. Not even going to try again. Uh, CBT <laughs> workbooks, and they'll set you up with a phone coach who will help you work through them. That's amazing. Um, you don't even need to have a family doctor in order to do this. You can self-refer to this program, or you can get your family doctor to refer you. Bouncebackontario.ca is the website, and they have a bunch of videos that they'll give you a code for as well. You might as well. Like, why not? And then Affordable Therapy Toronto dot com question mark just (laughs) google affordable therapy toronto and it'll give you if you live in toronto obviously it'll give you a list of affordable toronto therapists their photos their specialties their sliding scales their cost i love you (laughs) i love you (laughs) can you be in every room that i'm in We could arrange that for a small fee. <laughs> so as you know, yes. we end by me giving the guest a genuine compliment. Yes. How do you feel about this? I feel nervous. <laughs> you look nervous. <laughs> I feel like I've been preparing myself for this since you asked me to do it. And I'm like, just be cool, man. Just be cool. And now I'm just like, what's happening? <laughs> but I'm going to I'm just going to relax my body and yep. Uh, yep. roll with it. Um, I, I feel like we do a pretty good job of giving each other genuine compliments yeah. on the reg. Yes. And uh, that we're pretty open uh, in expressing our love for each other. Yes. Um, so this might sound like things that I've told you over and over again, totally. but let's just do it anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I just really super love you. Um, and you're one of those people who within like not very long of being your friend, I was like, oh, this is one of those people who I keep forever now, um, where it's like, yep, like you belong to me uh, and you have like a permanent space in my heart forever oh. um, and will be a friend who I will hang on to for the rest of my life. Agreed. Um, and that, like, I just feel that so strongly in my heart. You're just such a good friend and you're always there for me when I need you. I always feel better after talking to you. Um and just the amount of compassion that you have and understanding and the level of empathy um, is just so rare to find all bundled into one beautiful person. Um, and uh, like you have all of that in spades and are just the loveliest. And uh, I feel like it was selfish for me to have you on this podcast because it's just like getting you in a room for an hour. <laughs> it's more for me, I think, this one than it is for the listeners even. <laughs> but you're you're just my favorite and I just love you. Thank you so much. That means so much to me. I love you too. And I could have 
said all those same things about you. I like you're just so special to me. And when you asked me to do this podcast, I was like, yes, I'm cool <laughs> enough to be on Tracy's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for having me. Thank you for doing it. All right, listeners, uh, go be nice to yourself and other people and tell them why they're nice as well. Um, And remember that love is everywhere. 